0: What's up, Halo fam? Halo Joe here. Just wanted to thank each and every one of you for checking out this new episode. Make sure to keep it tuned here to Halos in the infields baseball network all season long as we drop content every day. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Also make sure to crack the like button and leave a comment. Make sure you also smash that bell icon to be notified every time we drop an episode or go live. Also check us out on our other platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter. We can also be found on Apple Pod, PodBeam, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Don't forget to leave that five-star review. Thank you again, Halo fam. And with that, let's get this show on the road. And first pitch crushing!
1: Hey, hey, hey! Welcome into another episode of Halos in the Infield, the podcast with your host Todd Fox and the other host of the show, the Lone Star Halo, Fernando. The Lone Star Halo. And when he says Lone Star Halo, he really means it. He's from Texas, and he was at a certain spot tonight. How did you get there? By you know, I mean obviously you arrived there somehow, but uh, how did you get into that place that you went to today?
2: So I went to WWE Monday Night Raw here in Fort Worth, Texas. Just wanted to be spontaneous. And uh, all day I was checking tickets and I was, you know, I was checking the ticketing apps. I was checking game time. I was checking sea geek, but all those places charge those pesky fees. So I went over to seven, one, four tickets and got, (laughs) there you go. And got some seats. Uh, I, I was, I wasn't that far. Yeah. I was behind the scoreboard or like on the angle of it, but I was only like 70 feet away from the ring. The seats weren't that bad. And I used the code HITTY at checkout. This is my fourth time over the last two, three weeks using the Hitty code. So you can use it multiple
1: times, people. That's right, because 714 tickets get you 10% off of your purchases and 5% back for a future purchase and into a drawing for a free jersey, which we're going to start all over for the month of May since we're going to announce the winner here for the month of April. So you saved big, and you were able to go spontaneously because todd can't wrestle
2: (laughs) todd can't wrestle i don't know man i'd like to see you go
1: up against like uh brock lesnar how about that i i wish i would have kept the tape uh somewhere some somehow that tape exists somewhere with one of my friends uh i did some backyard wrestling back in the day and uh boy yeah i i I got a ladder dropped on me too huh can you dig up this tape somewhere (laughs) I, I will, but I mean, you have to fix the color because it's 90s film and also I'm as white as powder. So you'd have to wear sunglasses even viewing the tape.
2: Oh, here comes Seamus. I mean, Todd. Yes. I, don't, I don't know if you ever watched Seamus wrestle. Oh, yeah, I have. Yeah. yeah. The human jar of mayonnaise.
1: Exactly. I, I think that's what they called me. But I was trying to be Triple H, but they called me Mayonnaise. So. Were you doing the whole, you know, suck a gimmick? Oh, yeah. I think my my finishing move that I got to do once before I got the uh, crap beat on me was a pedigree. And then it, okay. and then I got suplexed, I got pile-drived, and then the ladder dropped on me and then they pinned me.
2: Dude, uh, <laughs> we need to find this tape. For the love of everything holy in this world, we need to find this tape. I will pay whatever amount of money
1: i'll ask it's one of my friends in ohio so i have to track them down because they have all that stuff yeah
2: i will personally fly out to ohio to get to state all right we will put it if we get our hands on this we'll put it behind a paywall
1: oh hell (laughs) yeah So
2: people have to pay to watch on our patreon that we've had dormant for like a year (laughs) we have a patreon so we
1: we actually owe the patreon we don't have anything in it
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly
1: (laughs) All right, so with that being said, uh, that's an advertisement, obviously, for 714 tickets, but the podcast itself is getting going. And we have to recap the uh, the Milwaukee Brewers series, talk about some injuries, news, and notes, and then also talk about and preview the St. Louis Car- Cardinals series coming up here before the homestand. So let's get started, shall we? We shall. So the Brewers in game one, uh, what was the Brewers pitcher there? Uh, I forgot his name, but he was on a roll. Was that the
2: Corbin Burns game?
1: No, I was, Corbin Burns was game two.
2: Okay, so that was Saturday.
1: Yeah. So game, game one, I forgot the starter's name. He's been around forever. Um, 37 year old left hander. Uh, oh, Wade Miley. Yeah, Wade Miley. So Wade Miley dueled off against, um, Geez, why am I blanking on our pitcher that day? Tyler Anderson? Yes, the Tyler Anderson. Now, uh, question to you. Were you impressed by Tyler Anderson's performance? Because by far, he looked pretty good. Yes, 6.2 innings, pitched, five hits, one run. It was
2: earned three walks, seven strikeouts. And he lowered his season ERA to 5.74.
1: Just what we paid for, right?
2: So we, What is it, $13.3 million a year?
1: Yes, yes. So he's, he's, he's only five runs over the average he had with the Dodgers right now, but uh, still.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was one of his better starts. I mean, we saw some decent spring training outings out of him, but uh, I think in terms of regular season, this was probably the best. He got pretty deep in there. He didn't walk as many as he normally does. I mean, three walks is still a lot, but mm-hmm. not nearly as bad as what we've seen from him. You know, he had some decent breaking stuff. Um, and he only gave up one home run. That was the low run. And I mean, you know, that that happens, especially with the lefty. You know, if their velo is not up, which his velocity is not up, he's throwing in the eighties in some cases.
1: Yeah. He, well, I was impressed with him is Milwaukee had for the most part in that game, a right-handed heavy lineup. And uh, he did really good uh, with the exception to the, Ad- I think it was the Adamas home run early. Um, he, he was, he was spot on and he was jamming those hitters inside and uh, he was hitting his points. I think when he's able to hit the corners and stuff, he can be very effective. And uh, like you said, he still had three walks, but I thought he he hung in there really good. I was just disappointed with the hitting. Um, you know, Miley gave the Angels a bunch of opportunities to, you know, he pitched Absolutely. good too. But, yeah, they, they left a lot of guys on in that game. 16. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so old enough for the age of content, consent in some states. Yeah. <laughs> That's a sad fact. I think in Michigan the age of consent's like sixteen.
1: Wow, I think you can get married to it, uh, fifteen or sixteen in Virginia. So shout out <laughs> Nats fan. <family. laughs> there you go. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that, it was it was crazy. Um, you know, my dad and I were watching the game and it's it was frustrating. He kept saying, "This is what they're doing from last year." You know, they're leaving guys on base, leaving guys in scoring. Uh, what is it called? Uh, leaving in guys- scoring position. Yeah, it was, it was really down. And he's like all he needs is one big hit and they could just grab control of this game.
2: Yeah. I mean, let's, let's go through some of these numbers for, for this is all for left on base folks. So Taylor Ward two out your boy, three Otani two, Rendon three Red three. So, I mean, just look at the top five guys in the lineup there. Those are your guys who should be producing. Mm -hmm. None of them are producing in this situation. Uh, Drury, nobody or nobody. Chad Wallach three and that gives us 16 folks
1: wow what, what were the i'm interested what were the five through nine um as far as hits did they get uh many hits five through nine
2: okay so let's so i'll start off with ward zero trout one otani one windone one renfro zero drury one urshela three and then Wallach, dice netto zeros okay goose eggs
1: yeah it was a big game for urshela. Yeah, i had three big hits <sighs> um I did know that there was a couple hits there that should have found the gaps or the ground. I think trout was robbed of one uh, center fielder made a nice play. Yep. The diving uh, catch. Yeah. There there was a couple nice gems in that game. Uh, one, I think one by um, Rendon as well. So, so you had some nice plays out there and uh, it's just, I don't know, man, just one more run would have did it. But the one run that did do it was in, I believe this, the eighth or seventh inning, seventh inning, right? With um, uh,
2: for them, yes,
1: yeah, there for, was, it was in the eighth inning, bottom oh, of the eighth, okay, bottom of the eighth. Now, here's my question to you I know you kind of brought this up on the post game, but to revisit it here, um, you were good with loop in that situation going um against the righties because they had like four straight righties, um, and then you had the lefty, which is the one that I think Telez got the game winning hit, but yeah. but Telez was hitting like 385 against lefties, 235 against righties.
2: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I just think Luke got hung out to dry there. He, he was left in there a little too long. Um, I don't even blame this on him. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's a lot of times where you know I, I'm not a big Aaron loop guy, but you know, I, I just think he was left out there a little too long, unfortunately. And you know, it cost him, he didn't pitch horribly. I mean, yeah, he gave up that hit, but I mean, you know, he came in, gave the team an opportunity in what the bottom of the seventh inning mm-hmm. got them out of that jam. And then, you know, for whatever reason, Phil Nevin's like, "Effort, we're going to keep riding the wave.
1: And do you agree with that? Like, is that something, because that's also been brought out on the show is letting guys start an inning fresh instead of bringing them back out for a secondary inning, just let them complete whatever they did, whether it's a third, two thirds of the full inning. Do you do you agree with letting some guys go multiple or or more than an inning?
2: In some cases, yeah, but I just don't think this was one of those cases. And people are going to be like, well, of course you say that now because it costs us the game. But in the grand scheme of things, Lupus is the kind of guy that goes out there and gives you multiple innings typically, at least not in an Angels uniform.
1: That is true. That is. I don't true.
2: know what he was like with New York Mets or, I mean, the Padres when he was there. But uh, yeah, here in Anaheim, he has not been a guy who's earned himself the opportunity to go out there multiple times.
1: Absolutely. So after that game, We, you know, obviously the Angels lose two to one. They're not able to muster anything, you know, bring it into extra innings or whatever. But we get the news that Cajeta goes down on the IL and uh, they bring up, uh, what's his name? The Devers. Davinsky. yeah. Now, um, was he through our minors? Because I didn't see if he was through our minors or we pick him up. He was signed on a minor league deal
2: uh, coming out of spring training. But yeah, he was on a minor league contract, yes.
1: Okay. He he looked pretty impressive, and we'll get into that, you know, in, in his inning pitched in the next game. But, um, but yeah, is there anything else you want to bring out in that, that game one loss?
2: No, that's just one of those where you got to tip your cap to the Brewers. You know, honestly, I don't think it was a horrible series all around. Obviously, we're going to continue to get to that. But, um, yeah, all you can do on that Friday game is just, you know, hey, tip your cap. They were the better team. I mean, you know, it was a pitcher's duel. It was a good game. You know, I don't think, aside from, you know, maybe Phil Nevin leaving Aaron Loop in there too long. I don't think there was a lot of mistakes made that game.
1: True. True. And one cool thing that I saw that, um, you know, related to the brewers, Bob eucher has been there a broadcaster for a long time. And uh, they have a bobblehead of him in star Wars gear. I thought that's pretty cool. I mean, they're honoring their, their, you know, their longtime announcer legend. And uh, you know, they don't, they could shy away from players every now and then, and, and, you know, get one of their hall of famers in there. I thought that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool.
2: They had a WWE night uh, in 2021 because I went to the stadium and they were advertising WWE night and they had his bobblehead where he had like the WWE championship. Oh, yeah. And that was going to be like two days after I went. I was like, darn it. <laughs> that
1: would have been a cool little souvenir, right? Well, especially me to add to the collection over here. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. It would look awesome up there. All right. So that, that would set us up for game two. And uh, it looked good on paper. Some people are, are, man, some Angel fans are really hard on Reed Detmieres. So they were saying, you know, Reed Detmieres has not been pitching that great. But Reed Detmieres had a a showdown uh, matchup there with Corbin Burns, who is, you know, is practically their ace, but they demoted him to number two there behind Miley. And uh, Burns has been pretty good. Um, were you happy with the way the Angels were hitting him early, or or did you were do you think they got the most out of uh, their at bats versus him, or you think he controlled them pretty good? And and what did you think of Detmere's start?
2: Well, I mean, Burns only gave up Warner and run, so say what you, and only five hits. Mm-hmm. So you know they were creating a little bit of havoc and and enough, right? But he only walked one, so it wasn't like the Angels got on base plenty of times against. Him. Plus, side note, he grew up an Angels fan. So, you know, grew up idolizing Nolan Ryan and Jared Weaver. So I would love to see him in an Angels jersey one day, especially because we know the Brewers aren't going to pay him.
1: That's true. I I, I doubt he'd be back there in Milwaukee. Sort of like how people like to to think Shane Bieber is going to come here, too. I mean, you have some of these pitchers. Okay, aside from Randy, who really thinks that Shane Bieber is going to come here? (laughs) Well, I mean, there's there's just a lot of uh, pitchers that grew up being Angel fans, and we really don't get to see them come here and actually play here. You know, they they may say it, but then uh when free agency takes place, we don't even sniff those guys. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So hopefully hopefully Burns, but uh yeah, we'll see.
2: I'd like to see Burn I mean I'd like to see Shane Bieber too. I mean, both are great pitchers. Both both are absolutely elite. Uh you know, I would love to see either one, but uh yeah, we don't get elite pitchers typically.
1: No. Nah, I mean, the only the only way I would see that happening is if somehow we had 500 million to spend on Ohtani but we lose them and then somehow they want to spend at least half of that on a couple pitchers and I think maybe that's how we can get um, Burns and Bieber but that's a you know story for another day
2: I, okay real quick hypothetically mm-hmm. in this hypothetical world where the Angels lose Shohei Otani due mm-hmm. to free agency mm-hmm. but they get Corbin Burns in like two years and Shane Bieber also to join mm-hmm. the pitching staff would you take that I would take that I would take that
1: I would take that I mean
2: if you're not going to keep Otani but you're going to get two of the best pitches in baseball to replace you know one of the best pitches in baseball eh, you know
1: yeah and you could always get a dh because you can always convert an outfielder that's fading or you can move trout to freaking dh oh, i thought
2: and- you were talking about Trout. <laughs> no,
1: no no just say and then you could take a uh you know a real outfielder you know, get a young outfielder, speedy outfielder, to play center. So there's ways you could do it.
2: Yeah, we could. Uh, we can get that uh, that guy. Uh, what's his name? He's on the Philly. Oh, Brandon Marsh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that kid looked like he would be great in an Angels uniform, right? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> we probably I'd, screw up his swing.
2: Yeah, he he'd get along with that uh, that Adele kid too
1: much. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> not okay. Maybe that's where Adele should go. Is Philly? Maybe they could fix his swing over there. Oh, God. Yeah, could you imagine if he goes
2: there and all of a sudden they're like the new Bash brothers? I know, you right? Know, you
1: know that would happen, too. That would. They'd be like, Bryce Harper's got two angels with him.
2: Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. could you imagine? And they also have Kyle Schwarber or whatever.
1: Yeah. I mean, you'd have Bryce Harper and right, uh, Dell and left, and freaking Martian Center. Not quite
2: the murderer's road that the Oakland A's currently have, but, you know.
1: Oh, close. Yeah. Yeah, but if, if if Adele would turn into half of what they thought he would be, you match imagine that with Turner, Schwarber, Real Muto. Jesus.
2: Yeah, I forgot about Trey Turner and Real Muto. God, dude. <laughs> How would <laughs> that Phillies seem like not in first place right now?
1: Just they got up to a slow start. Their pitching hasn't performed, and they're barely getting Harper back. So
2: Yeah, dude, when I was there, they got their cheeks clapped by the Colorado Rockies.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: They lost like 7-0 that game. I've never – you know, all, all I ever hear is how, like, Philly fans are so energetic. Bro, those people were so boring.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe it's got to get closer to, uh, you know, past football season or, like, the uh, draft and everything. Maybe everyone was riled up for that.
2: Yeah, or maybe East Coast sports fans don't care as much as they pretend they do.
1: Ooh, them shots fired. Shots yeah. fired. Um, so let's get back to the Brewers game here. Corbin Burns was on one. He was riding high. He had a lead. Um, but Detmier's ran into some issues and here's what happened. And boy, oh boy, when it happened, you thought, man, this is going to let, this is make or break right here. And basically he would have gotten out of the inning with a double play with a hard ground ball, but just a bad hop off of Tony two bags, hip. And it went off his uh, glove and into shallow left center to load him up. And then the very next play, it could have been yet again, another double play, and it went the same bounce and hop off his hip and and arm and glove into shallow left center, two runs scored, and then two more after that. And then Reed Detmere's numbers looked worse than they really were. Tony, two errors.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so Reed Detmere's final line for the game, uh, 4.1 innings pitched. Four hits, seven runs. Four of those were earned, and three walks.
1: Mm, yeah, I mean, before that, what was your impression? Because did you, did you see the entire start up until that point?
2: Uh, I only watched the first like inning or two of this game. Uh, I listened to it a little bit, and then I got to watch the end of it. I think from the seven inning on uh, on TV. But um, so I, I really didn't get to see Detmers' pitch. I just heard um, you know Terry Smith talk. Was this the Bobby Valentine game? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm still not too worried about Reed Demers. I mean, being 0 and two with the 4.85 VRA is obviously not what we want out of him. But you know, once again, he didn't have a great first half last year. Mm. You know, well, he had he struggled early, and then he got hot uh, with the uh, perf- the uh, no hitter there, cooled off again. Worked on his mechanics and then got better. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm not too worried yet about redembers though.
1: That's good. Cause I don't want to be one of those pre- pressing the panic button on anybody just yet. Although I've had a couple of players, you know, that I've been, you know, thinking about like that. And for the last week, speaking Taylor of the one, yeah, Taylor Ward, uh, Ward continued to struggle. I believe he had this game off. Um, uh, He, he pinched hit late in the game, but what happened was, We've been no, trying. He, he batted uh 7th. Oh, he batted 7th, that's right. He was moved to 7th Neto let off. Uh Correct. and I think Neto had two hits in that game, too, because of that. Correct. Um but oh, that's right. He sat in game 3. Okay. <clears throat> so what happened was we've been on this page been not trashing but just calling out uh you know a duck for what it is. You know if if it walks like a duck, looks like a duck, well it's a duck. And Trout You know, if he's on his slump, we're going to call him out just like any other player. And he just can't get it done with runners in scoring position. Now, granted, those runners weren't technically in scoring position, but at least they were on base. And he hit two big two-run homers to pull the Angels within two runs. And then in the ninth inning, also got on base, if I'm not mistaken, along with Otani. And Otani had a couple hits. But they weren't able to cash him in, I think, as Renfro or... I believe it was Rendon. Yeah, Rendon was the last out. And the Angels fall short 7-5. Thoughts on that uh, that ending and how it played out?
2: 18 men left on base.
1: Mm. 18 men.
2: Old enough to go to prison, not juvie. (laughs) So... Yeah, Neto, three men left on base, Trout only one, Otani three, Rendon three, Renfro four, Drury two, Ward two.
1: That was one of the things I was going to tell you about. Renfro's homecoming, obviously, (laughs) from Milwaukee. Wasn't there?
2: Very Very uneventful. (laughs) Yeah,
1: he did not do much at all in this series. Very disappointed right there. Drury, as hot as he was in the homestand, cooled off big time in this series. Uh Uh-huh. And they really didn't get much out of the catching position. Either catcher didn't do much. So those were three big positions that didn't pump in anything. But at least Trout got going, and we thought, okay, you know, maybe he'll finish out this series very strong. But uh, two big home runs in there, two majestic shots, and that was very good to see. As much as we've been called haters on this page, how they go is is how we're going to be able to get to the postseason, him and Otani. So it was good to see that they're – climbing out of it a bit but uh angels falling short and the thought uh i was going to ask you too thoughts on maddie v calling games man are you over that experiment or do you still like him calling the games for us
2: Well, you got to remember that i'm going to be a little biased in that department you know growing up in san diego we only got padres games so you know my dad being a padres fan coming down to the living room because I was back in the day when, you know, you only had one TV down in the living room. Yeah. You know, my dad would be watching Padres games. So Matty V is a soothing voice to me. That's a voice I grew up, you know, that's my Vince Scully, if you will. Okay. You know, so yeah, I, I love Matty V, you know, that's, that was the voice of my childhood. Um. So yeah, I, I like Maddie V. Unfortunately, when he calls games, it's an automatic L. <laughs> you know what else is an automatic L? Whatever we reach out to him on Instagram, automatic L. <laughs> yeah. can you, so can you, can you uh, for preview the way? Who doesn't know what I'm talking about. Uh, we routinely I reach out to a lot of people on Instagram to try to get him on for an interview, and Matty V. Every single time will respond. He never not. He never doesn't respond, but every time he responds, he like tiptoes his way around like somebody trying to avoid the IRS. It's like, uh, hey, do you want to come on our show? Hey, have you guys ever been to Denny's? Uh, What? What?
1: Those Grand Slams are great.
2: Yeah, it's like always something completely unrelated. Todd and I laugh about it all the time. Seriously, I don't left field every time. You know, hey, have you guys watched a new Mario movie? It's like, brother, I asked you if you wanted to come on the show. (laughs) Every time.
1: Yeah, he he will shy away from that question no matter what. Yeah,
2: Cameron maybe knows the same thing to us, for the record. Responds every time and always with a completely wrong answer. Have you guys went- been to Roscoe's? Which, <laughs> by the way, I did ask him to go to, with me to Roscoe's Chicken Waffles one time. He said yes, but he wasn't there. <laughs>
1: Well, it would be great is as if we're asking one of these athletes one time, hey, man, so can we meet up with you at the stadium? Because we'll be in town and then, then say, well, the five-day forecast shows rain on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, <laughs> but sunny and partly cloudy on Saturday and Sunday.
2: That's a conversation you'd have with Trout for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He does love the weather. <laughs> well, the, talking about that, Trout was obviously, you know, one of the players of the game. Corbin Burns, though, had a good start. Like you said, six innings, got the dub. But very disappointing that the Angels could not take one of those two games. So that led us into the game where, of course, we're wrong because Suarez is starting. (laughs) And even I had lost all faith, and I was already chalking that one up as an L, especially on a getaway day, early on a Sunday. I'm like, nah, dude, there's no way that they're going to play good. They're probably going to rest the starters because Rendon sat out. And uh, I was like, man, they're just not going to get nothing going. But lo and behold, we were wrong.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought we were going to get cooked this game. We had Suarez. We had Rendon out, like you said. Ward was benched. He did pinch hit. Um, And then we had Renhefa playing left field. Mm -hmm.
1: So, Yeah. And and your boy, Mike Lamb. Oh, yeah. Mike Lamb was in there. But you know what, though? Mike (laughs) Lamb said, I'm a Jake one out of here. Yep.
2: Yep. He (laughs) did. Jake one out of there. He was responsible for, was it the first run?
1: First home run. Yes. There you go. And then your, your soothing voice of Maddie V could not get over the fact that the ball that old Johnny hit was, was uh hit higher than a punt in NFL. It, it stayed up longer than a punt.
2: Yeah. It almost hit the ceiling from one, from what I saw.
1: Yeah. He, he just hit it straight up. It was one of the weirdest things you've ever seen. And if obviously you've been to that stadium, how uh-huh. do you describe that roof?
2: Uh, very high,
1: <laughs> very, very high.
2: I love that ballpark, by the way. I don't know if I've ever gotten to tell you that it's one of my favorite stadiums.
1: Well, 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 since we're talking about it and we're talking about the brew crew, man, give us, give us some of your best, uh, best things to look at, or, or maybe things that people don't know about the brewer stadium.
2: So if you go there, uh, anybody who does, you got to go to the Bud Selig experience and, you know, Bud Selig was, uh, the owner of the Brewers when uh they moved back to Milwaukee cuz they were the Milwaukee Braves. Correct. Obviously they went down to Atlanta cuz Hank Aaron played in Milwaukee for a minute there. Yep. And then they ended up it was an expansion team, correct? Yes. Uh so yeah, they, they you know they they came back, quote unquote, to Milwaukee and yeah, turned into the Brewers and yeah, Bud Selig was their owner and they have like this whole exhibit just dedicated to like Bud Selig. And uh, they have this like little montage where it talks about like building the stadium and, you know, how they played in like, I think like a football stadium for a little while. And Bud talked all about that. And it was really cool. Like at the end, it's almost like this holographic Bud Sealy, kind of like, you're like a Disneyland type of thing. Mm -hmm. It was really, really cool. And at the very end, you get to go through um, like this little museum they have and they did an exact replica of his office back in old country stadium. It's really, really cool. And apparently Bud Selig smokes weed. Who would (laughs) have thought? That's the first thing I saw. I was like, oh, Bud Selig, is he a bad man?
1: Bud likes that Bud.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's in his name. (laughs) Um, Yeah. uh, If you go there, you got to get the Kristen Yellich uh, grilled cheese there. That was (laughs) chef's kiss. Super good. I got the cheese curds. I got the frozen custard. Oh, man. see, you
1: went, see, you went all out, cause, cause that's why I heard, man, the cheese out there is outrageously good. So, how was it, do you Do you rank it up there? Is cause you, you're a foodie, man. When you go on the road, up you there, try to do everything.
2: Up there, yeah. I mean, when I, you guys know I travel a lot for work, when your boy travels, I get sixty dollars a day for food. Mm-hmm. So, since I was there on the day of a business trip, I used my entire per diem that day at the stadium. So, <laughs> I'll, I typically will if I'm going to go to a stadium that way. I can kind of you know dabble, try all the foods. You know, like you said, I'm a, I'm a foodie, you know. Yeah, today you on are. Monday Night Raw, it's my money? No, I'm not going <laughs> to. What? <laughs> I'm not going to spend that money for a gross chicken sandwich?
1: Yeah, exactly. You can but get yeah, one of those can. at Jack in the Box or outside.
2: Coincidentally, I did have Jack in the Box chicken sandwich today for lunch. See? <laughs> <That's> my first <laughs> time trying that, by the way.
1: Really? It's, it's actually not that. Well, no, it's actually not good. Tell I'm, I'm not I? a big chicken <laughs> it doesn't have the flavor, James. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's fair. But I was going to tell you, though, um, tell me you tried at least a brat or something out there because you know they're heavy on their meat out there, their sausages and stuff like that.
2: I didn't try a brat there because I, I opted to try the cheese curd, the frozen custard instead, you know.
1: Yeah, okay, okay.
2: I, I've had a lot of good bratwursts in my life, you know. I understand that that, that region is known for bratwurst. But remember, when I was at Wrigley last Sunday, I showed you the video of the bratwurst mixed with the hot, uh, the hamburger. That was crazy. That was yeah. crazy. If
1: you haven't checked They're wild that video, for that one. <laughs> yeah. They're wild for that one. That one's pretty crazy. Uh, I've never seen anything like it, dude. I, I literally thought he got a patty from somewhere and just put it in the middle of that brat. I was yeah. like, what the hell, dude?
2: Yeah, you might uh, want to shield your, ear, your kid's ears if you're in the car with them. Yeah, because that was fucked. Yeah, <laughs> i remember seeing the menu and i'm like there's no way i read that correctly and then i ordered it and it came out and i was like nope that is definitely a hamburger patty inside of a bratwurst and i'll tell you what man it was delicious and if loving that's wrong i don't want to be right
1: there you go see that that reminds me of the time i went to the carnival and i saw the uh what is a deep fried tw- twinkie i'm like, no no, no no that's not real And i tried them all <laughs> Holy crap! This is good. <laughs> but- Have you
2: ever tried deep fried butter, though?
1: No, I haven't. No.
2: Uh, yeah, it's probably for the best. I've never tried deep fried butter, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to die. Oh, okay. That's, okay. Yeah, that, that's that's got to be it.
1: Oh, and one yeah. other thing before, but one other thing about uh, Brewers Stadium, I wanted to ask you about. Okay. How cool was the sausage race?
2: It was awesome. It was yeah. awesome, and it was even cooler. Was it was like the bottom of the eighth inning and I hadn't seen a home run and I was adamant. I was like, bro, I'm not leaving until I see Bernie Brewer, or whatever his name is, slide down the slide. And bases were loaded. They're playing the White Sox and Rowdy Telez hit a grand slam. Oh. And it was epic. Seeing yeah. the Brewer go down the slide.
1: Now what does he do when he gets to the bottom? Because I remember at county I think he
2: stadium- just kind of goes like
1: Oh, see, because at County Stadium, I remember he would slide down into that beer jug, and then he would just pop up in all these balloons and start throwing them in the air.
2: Yeah, there's definitely no beer jug.
1: that sucks. (laughs) But that's still cool, though. I mean, that at least they kept that tradition going there in the the new Miller Park.
2: Yeah, I did see. I I did see that video of Erica Weston going down there, and I was like, Ooh, don't break your arm! Don't break your arm! Like that (laughs) one girl last year, was it?
1: Yeah, yeah, broke her arm. I think Patrick O'Neill or one of them was saying they had to sign a waiver when they went down there. So yeah, it
2: makes sense.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, oh, so so that moves us on. Like I said, to Game Three, and they had that two-run or the uh, the second uh, blast by Otani, which almost hit the roof, that and nice. then uh, Suarez pitched five really good innings, and uh, he left it over to the bullpen. Uh, Davinsky had a good inning, um, you know, and then they kind of like messed around with the bullpen a little bit. And left it to Moore and I think Jaime and,
2: and Silseth.
1: Oh, it's Silseth. I'm sorry, Silseth. And do, are what are your thoughts on Silseth being po- called up as a mid relief anywhere in the bullpen type dude? I think you know why he's here. Okay, he's here in case
2: Suarez, you know, gets the hook, the Shepherd's hook there early. Uh, fortunately for Jose Suarez, it looks like he bought himself another dance with the devil. I I would be
0: very surprised if they call him down after that.
2: To perform because it was somebody breathing down your neck, ready to take your spot if you didn't perform. I mean, I was the guy during the Pet's Rule show who would throw the frisbees with the dog. And if you had a bad show, the guy behind you or the girl behind you is ready to take your spot. Jose Suarez was the one throwing the Frisbees. And luckily, he had a good show because, man, oh, man, his ERA is still 7.89 after five uh, (laughs) innings of uh, no runs. So that showed you how hyperinflated that ERA was. That thing was higher than Snoop Dogg.
1: (laughs) But all in all, I mean – they, after that, I mean, they cal- they calmed the Brewers down. The uh, pitching was d- doing pretty good. The Angels did just enough, got an add on run by Renifo there, I believe, in the seventh to make it three nothing, and then uh, they cruised. And Estevez came in there and a, in a sellout crowd on a Sunday, the Angels got a nice little three nothing shutout. Yeah, I mean, you know, good
2: pitching all around. You know, good situational hitting. They got the job done. Wasn't too flashy. I mean. Your boy Lamb was the only one who got a home run, correct?
1: Uh, oh no, Tony. Oh no,
2: Tony. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. You're right. So there you go. I mean that that was it. Yeah, cut. you got to tip your cap to to the uh, not only Jose Suarez having a good game, but the bullpen having a great game. And you know that was the only game they managed to win. But I will say, overall, a competitive series proved that they could at least hang with the good team. They did not get their cheeks clapped. They did not get embarrassed. There really wasn't even that many mistakes if you take away Rendon's two errors.
1: Yeah, I mean, you never know. Those two errors, hindsight being what it is, maybe Trout's second home runs are game winner, you know what I mean? Because that essentially put four more runs on the board for the uh, Brewers.
2: Is but, Trout? Are you saying that Trout could have come up clutch?
1: He could have come up clutch. You never know. Uh, I guess we'll never know uh, unless he actually does it. So, uh, <laughs> what I want to ask you, though, as we finish up here and before we get into the month of May and we talk about the Cardinals, um, your thoughts, because I don't quite remember what we predicted them to finish at, as or record wise. I know we made predictions at the end of April, but uh, what do you think the Angels, you know, do, do you think they reached your expectations finishing 15 and 14, or are you a little disappointed?
2: I mean, that's about on. Oh, uh, I mean, I, I don't remember what I said. Yeah, you know, somebody's gonna go back there and you know, clown me for not remembering because I'm gonna be like, oh, I pro- my halo on probably showed, and I was probably completely off. But realistically, I mean, you know, they had a winning month of April. This is a team that normally sucks in the month of April, and they have for the bulk of their history. So, I mean, I think you have to take 15 and 14. Would have you know? Would 18 ones have been great? Sure. And the crazy thing is, realistically, man, the Angels should have won a lot more games. They had a lot of games blown late because of the bullpen. They had a lot of games blown because, you know, of some bad calls by Nevin. But realistically, we should be talking about a team that is closer to 20 wins.
0: Make sure you check out our sponsor over at 714 Tickets. They take pride in providing their customers with transparent pricing and excellent service. With 714 Tickets, you don't have to worry about hidden fees prices at checkout. The price you see is the price you pay. Plus, our team is dedicated to ensuring that you have the best shopping experience possible. And as a special thank you, we're offering a 10% discount on your purchase as well as entering you in a drawing for a free Halo's jersey. Also, 5% cash back on your purchase. Only when you use the promotional code HITI at checkout. That's H-I-T-I HITI. Get ready to shop with confidence and discover great deals today over at 714 tickets.
1: Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm a little disappointed because at worst I would have felt the Angels would have been in first place right now with at least three more wins sitting there like you said at 18 or 19 and 12 or 19 or 18 and uh you know 11 or something like that. Um but right now you as as a standings look the Rangers are seventeen and eleven, a game and a half up on the Astros. Astros are sixteen and thirteen. Uh, Angels are fifteen and fourteen, two and a half back. And the Mariners, um, twelve and sixteen, five out. And the Athletics don't matter.
2: Yeah, dude. You know the Rangers fans are over here yelling, "Stop the count! <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> stop, stop the count! It's over. The year's over." <laughs> They're like, "We
1: clinched, right?"
2: <laughs> what was that you cut out?
1: Oh no, I was, was going to say the Rangers fans are like, "You clinched, right?"
2: Yeah, no, Todd is silent.
1: Oh, okay, hold on. Uh, I was gonna that see-
2: that young internet for Todd is not working at the moment.
1: Yeah, it's been but, acting But, uh, yeah,
2: Rangers fans have to definitely be frustrated that the fact that <laughs> there's still a lot of season left. Uh, it's also crazy to look at some of these numbers. You got the Tampa Bay Rays who closed out the month with 23 wins. You have the Twins who closed out in the Central with 17 wins. Atlanta closed out the East in first place with 19 wins. Pittsburgh Pirates are the best team in baseball with 20 wins. And then finally you have the Dodgers closing out with 17 wins in the West.
1: Yeah. And interesting, interesting enough, you got the Pirates and the Brewers are going to go, uh, no, Pirates and the um, Devil Rays are going to go head to head here. So that's going to be a fun series.
2: Yeah. Who would have thought? I mean, you know, the Rays, you could see coming They're They're typically always competitive. But, man, oh, man, Pittsburgh, I nobody saw that coming. I mean, and, you know, you even look at a team like Arizona, they're only a game, a half a game back. I mean, yeah, they, they could be legit. Actually, I was having a discussion with Andrew. Andrew, you know, from the page, thinks that the Diamondbacks are legit. He thinks that the uh, Pirates, however, will be pretenders come uh, the All-Star break.
1: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know what to think about the Cubs, and I'm really dumbfounded about the Cardinals' bad start so far. But you got to think the Brewers are going to rise to the occasion and jump the Pirates here soon.
2: Yeah, I mean the the Brewers are also playing some pretty decent baseball.
1: Yeah, can you
2: imagine being eighteen and ten and still not being in
1: first place? Yeah, well, I mean that would be a that would be a problem that would probably take you know the what what the Angels have to go through because that's what they usually do. They usually find ways either to lose or or to be in uh, specific situations. You know what I mean? So.
2: So let's real quick talk about our division closing out before we talk about the um, probable pitchers here. All right, so Texas, you've been adamant that there's no way they're going to maintain this space. Mm -hmm. So be realistic with me. How long do you see this going on for them? Is this uh, maybe one more month thing? Is this an all-star break thing? Or are we talking a week?
1: I'm thinking mid-June because I think they're going to have a make or break May with us you know, one of those two teams is going to fall out of it because they don't have exactly an easy schedule either in May. And and if they can survive May with no injuries, I mean, you already brought it up on the page that DeGrom went down on the I.L. It's not just a 15-day I.L. It's also we have to uh, uh, reevaluate, check him out.
2: Shoulder inflammation, which, you know, could be potentially super serious, especially for him, dude. The guy's hurt all the time, which is a shame. He's a great pitcher.
1: Exactly, and then we all know they got Andrew Heaney, and Andrew Heaney has health issues. (laughs) Nathan Ovaldi—it's very uh, rare when he finishes the season and the entire league. So, on paper, they have a great rotation. Now, in the bullpen, they're kind of iffy. I think that's where you can get to them. And then their their hitting's been pretty good, pretty good right now, although they're missing one of their best hitters. Um, But. I I don't buy them man I just I don't do it the only reason why I think they're continuing their success is Bruce Bochy I think Bruce Bochy with another he's a great manager yeah next year with a GM maybe pulling the right moves bringing some more free agents in more call-ups being ready I think next year under uh, Bochy's tutelage they're going to be really good honestly so i'm looking at their may it's not as hard as you might think
2: so they're gonna start off with two games against the diamondbacks and obviously the diamondbacks having a good year then they have our angels then they have seattle who is you know not struggling but they're not doing great then they got oakland so you know those should be some pretty easy wins for them they have atlanta which would be difficult they have the rockies who are struggling they got three against pittsburgh they got baltimore and then they have detroit so with the exception of atlanta pittsburgh and detroit not the hardest, and obviously the Angels. Yeah, but I mean, that's a that's a rivalry game, so you never know what you're going to get out of those.
1: That's true, you know. And think about it, uh, <laughs> yeah. Now I think about it, there are, our our schedule is much harder because I think we only play yeah. one poor team, which is the White Sox. So yeah, and he, they're
2: always a wild card too. They'll yeah. get hot out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, although they've lost what ten in a row right now, something like that.
2: Yeah, something like that. They have Keenan Middleton though. Maybe they'll call him up
1: yeah oh they won one today so yeah they're, hey! eight, and, they're eight and 21 they broke the Woo! 10 game losing streak but yeah i mean i i still think it's a three-team race i'm just shocked at seattle i mean i thought that they would be you know under 500 for like the first week or two and then turn it around but uh they're they're continuing their poor playing that their last two wins they had to come from behind and get them you know so it's not like they they won them outright.
2: Jerry DePoto is pretty good about making some moves though at the trade deadline. At least he has been with the Mariners. So we'll see what happens with them.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, cause on paper they got a strong team, but they've also played some pretty strong opponents as well. I mean, they got Philly right when Philly started to turn around, they played Toronto and Toronto was kicking their butt. So yeah, they've, they've had some tough games here. Um, so if you want to talk about the the pitching matchups for the Angels and the Cardinals. All right, so game 1, which is Tuesday,
2: May 2nd, which is the day you guys are listening to this. Patrick Sandoval who comes in 2-1 with a 3.16 ERA and 20 strikeouts will go up against Steven Matz who's 0-3 with a 6.23 ERA.
1: I like that. What do you what do you what do you uh, what do you like in the final score on that one?
2: I think it'll be a pitchers duel. I think uh I think the Angels win let's go
1: 4-2. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing, but I'll up it one. I'll make it 5-2 Angels.
2: I was originally gonna say 5-2. But right. <laughs>
1: uh, I,
2: then I said pitchers duel. I'm like, well, all right, so yeah, I, I think the Angels pulled out. I think Patrick Sandoval has a hell of a game, and I think he outduels Stephen Steven Mads. All right, so Wednesday we have the stopper Shohei Otani, who is 4-0 with the 1.85 ERA. I don't know Otani. You sound kind of cooked. <laughs> I say that I say that jokingly because obviously his last start wasn't too great for that one uh, what fifth inning. Yes. And then Miles Mikolas, who has a dope name actually. He's cool. one and one with the five point nine seven ERA. I mean, come on. I, I think Shohei Otani, you know, clowns these guys.
1: I agree. I I think the Angels. Uh, this might be one of those where it's like a seven to nothing game. So I, I like the Angels in this one.
2: Yeah, I think Otani goes deep. I think he gets through at least seven, and I, I think he uh, he gets a quality start. I think he'll give up about a run or two, but uh, won't be anything crazy. Okay. The Cardinals will be overmatched. So it might just be like one of those home runs a carries kind of thing. Okay. All right, and you know that's what I pred- I'm predicting two out of three. So that means that Griffin Canning <laughs> is going to lead us to a loss, unfortunately. Griffin does come in 1-0 with the 4.11 ERA, and he will go up against Jack Flaherty, who's 2-3 three with 3.94 ERA.
1: Yeah, for some reason I'm getting a bad vibe on this one as well. Um, I am going to go with a Rally Chris special, and uh, I-, I think Flaherty doesn't get the win, but I think he pitches good enough to keep it tight or the Angels kind of like – or Cannon gives it up, and uh, they go it goes to a bullpen game, and the Cardinals hold on to this one 6-4. to four.
2: Well, Todd, I'm going to go ahead and predict that the Angels win two out of three. And that's Lodge's Locks, sponsored by the winery, restaurant, and wine bar.
1: What is your a car- restaurant
2: so fancy, they won't even let me in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, what kind of car does your wife drive, Raj?
2: My Mazda CX-9. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Do you think he actually drives a Mazda?
1: no no he still rides his bike to the stadium (laughs) (laughs) hey at least he
2: doesn't skip leg day
1: by the way what does christopher russo have to say about this series
2: Uh, is not a good player oh Oh, wow mad dog you idiot
1: that's a hot take right there nobody
2: listens to you or whatever that other girl's name is
1: you gotta show more thumbs and fingers. And stuff.
2: Yeah, he's like always like trying to rip out his thumb while he's talking, and I'm like, oh my gosh!
1: One of these times he's gonna do that. Watch That'd
2: be freaking sick. Could you imagine? And he's like showing, me Tony's not a good pitcher, and his like thumb just comes off.
1: Blood gushing everywhere.
2: <laughs> they just bring like a napkin. <laughs> You're fine. Nobody likes you anyway.
1: You're good to go. <laughs> man okay so we uh we predict two out of three we're both on the same page right there mm-hmm. um and then gonna, let's see we come home and we'll uh i guess one we'll, after this series we'll talk about uh i don't know who's gonna be on the show next but we'll talk about the houston astros and uh texas rangers or texas rangers and houston astros coming to the big a up next and uh the texas two-step yeah man that's that's a pretty good series right there i mean Cause I mean, with this unbalanced schedule, even myself, I, you know, I'm focusing on, I was like, Oh, we got Oakland again. I'm used to seeing them every month yeah. and we don't see Oakland till September. Like you said, and uh, this is our first crack at Texas in Houston so far. So pretty interesting.
2: Yeah. I, I'm. We haven't really gotten to have the full enjoyment yet of watching like the, um, you know, us play some of the different teams, you know, the Brewers, the Cardinals, is kind of our first taste of it. But, man, I'm really looking forward to, like, you know, seeing the Cubs and, you know, the Diamondbacks and just some of these really weird teams that we're not used to seeing often.
1: Yeah, I mean, we got that series in Atlanta, so maybe we face our old Inglesias buddy or Chavez, oh. the guy who doesn't like pitching for us. And, uh, you know, we got the, the Mets, uh, you know. Um, yeah, we're going to see the Marlins. Are we going to City Field? You know, that's a good question. I know we're going to Atlanta. I know they're not coming here. I don't know if they're. I'm a, that's a ten-hour drive. I'm like, well, it might it might be because wasn't the last time the Mets we played the Mets it was here, right? It was last year, right? That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're I think we go there this time. Oh, so. maybe uh, there you go. I'm on a New York trip. Yeah, that'd be sick. Do we man. plan it accordingly? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be another one to knock off your your uh your list. I know. Now. I'm at sixteen. I'm at sixteen. So. Our friend Juan was asking me, "Is he gonna make it to Toronto? And if he does, he wants to buy you a ticket." <laughs>
2: we'll see. I, I don't think Toronto would be this year, but I mean, I do have a passport that has zero stamps on it. So
1: I did promise him I would try this year, but with work and everything, I don't know if I can, dude. So you told me that you would come here to Texas. I'm gonna come to Texas, but you're still there in Texas. I'm gonna come at some point this year, and it'll Uh-oh. likely be September.
2: I'll probably be here through the baseball season. I can't imagine that I would be, you know, leaving before that.
1: Okay. Well, I'm just saying if you're still there, I'm I'm gonna make it down for at least one game in Texas because I know they at least play in September. So
2: they do, yeah. June and September. I don't think I'm gonna be in town for the June game because remember we had the tailgate at mm-hmm. the very beginning of July. So because of that, I might have to miss the Texas Angels series here in June, but I'd rather be there for the tailgate. So Gotcha. Gotcha. And then and you... at the end of May to see all of you guys there at the big A on May 28th,
1: the Marlins game, right? Yep. The Marlins game. Yeah. Okay. That'd be cool. That'd be And that'd be two years in a row. We had the Marlins here. So that'd be, that's pretty sick.
2: Yeah. Exactly. What everybody wanted to see. Because <laughs> yeah. when you were there to watch the Marlins last time, that was for the, uh, the game with our girl, Hannah, right?
1: Yeah. Hannah was like, we love you guys. We... Hannah, if you're watching this, we love you. Exactly. <laughs>
2: Thanks for, thanks for keeping it honest with us and keeping a G when you said that if we needed anything to let you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you totally covered that. And then some, so.
2: Thank you. We really appreciate Appreciate it. it. Good vibes only.
1: Only, only good vibes. (laughs) Yeah. Right. All right. Well, uh, is there any final thoughts on this one before we wrap it up here? Mm, Nope. Two out of three. And I take back my uh,
2: Todd can't wrestle. I unclap because apparently you can not wrestle, and there's a video of this somewhere. So
1: we're gonna get that video, Halo fam. I gotta get it because I mean there was some pretty cool stuff on there. Because there's another video where we set out these mattresses, and just to just to, you know to get into it, I did this one move where I took his brother, his brother, one of his brothers had long hair. We had people watching like on you know against the wall, and I there was a table that was sitting up against the garage. And he he did it perfect. I mean, it was like one of the most perfect, like fake uh, injuries because like I threw his head into the table and he kicked it with the bottom of his foot, and you couldn't see it with a camera, so it it sounded like his forehead went w- like off the board. And then he oh. turned, he turned around and I like fake kicked him in the in the stomach, but you know I gave him the old like light shoe. He like yeah. bent down and I jackknifed him. I gave him a jackknife power bomb onto the to the, uh, okay. the mattress. But again. Whenever I got momentum doing one of these wrestling matches, I always got hit from behind. So I got hit from behind and then double teamed. And Were you it. the heel? I was one of the heels, yeah.
2: Oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough.
1: What was your name? Uh, Sabotage. Yeah. God, that, that is an indie wrestler name. <laughs> Super. Indie. Was there a champ? Uh, not really, uh okay. but we had we had a we had a guy named Destroyer. He was like 6 foot 5. He was a big dude that would like do double team moves and like he actually would do the whole, um, fireman's carry and stuff like that. So, okay. I
2: think it'd be sick if we had like a hitty world title. We gave it to like a fan or something every month. (laughs) They had to like give it back and we had to like give it to somebody, not like in a wrestling match, but like I think that'd be sick. You're the (laughs) fan of the month.
1: (laughs) Can we get it back now? You've, you've been a fan already for a month and a half. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Chris only gets it though for two thirds of a month. There you go. And then we sanitize the crap out of it. Oh, <laughs> shots fired. <sighs> well, you know the you know monkeys carry all kinds of parasites, so you know. Just saying. That's
2: true. That's true. <laughs> Sorry, Chris.
1: You you we, signed up to be a monkey. Yeah, we love you, Chris. We love. You. Nobody forced you to be a monkey. <laughs> all right. So for Todd Fox and Fernando, the Lone Star Halo. We shall see you next time. Adios.